Welcome back to Partners in Fright. My name is Devin. And this is Joe. And today we are watching The Haunting of Grady Farm, which is a 2020 movie. It's found footage and it comes in at about an hour and eight minutes. Mm -hmm. It's also free on Tubi. My favorite kind of movie. My favorite kind of anything. Free. No such thing as a free lunch, Joe. Okay. <laughs> I, I was actually just talking to Devin a little bit earlier where uh, we have a, like what we said before, we have a spreadsheet filled with maybe close to 200 movies and a good chunk of them are on Tubi. So if you ever just want to kind of peruse, I would highly recommend Tubi. There is a ton of stuff on there. So did, um, I know you chose this one because it was the shortest movie that we had on the list. Don't out me like that. But did did you have any other... It was in your top three. Was that because it was like top three I didn't even shortest? put this on the list. I mean, why'd you choose it? Oh, I don't know. It okay. just called to me. Nice. I just like spun through the spreadsheet and <laughs> it was between um, Murder Party, mm -hmm. which is like a horror comedy um love object which is i think it might be my next pick um okay that was a movie that i watched in middle school or high school middle school i think mm. it's a 2003 movie about a haunted sex doll <laughs> so stay tuned that one's coming <laughs> uh and then it was this one and i don't know why this one stood out to me but it just did well it was found footage so most likely i I threw it on there at, at one point. I don't specifically remember, but I actually really dug this one. I'm I'm glad you you picked it. You did? Yeah. I'm very surprised. Okay. <laughs> I want to hear all about your opinions. I don't have too many, but we can definitely go. I'm a man of few words. <laughs> um so yeah, this movie is extremely short. Do you have anything on your mind before we get started? Just a couple of questions regarding the movie and i think this is one of the few movies where it would actually benefit if it was longer <laughs> yeah i feel like it's a very lean and cut film i feel like it could use a little bit more meat yeah it was very fast paced yeah it really was pretty much throughout the whole the whole movie i mean we hit like the what quarter mark and then it just started mm -hmm. going with it yeah Oh, before we jump into this, I just wanted to say uh, to people who actually listen to us, we hit 500 downloads Yeah, for 2022. As of filming this, it is New Year's Eve. Um, I want to find like a little sad confetti <laughs> noise. <laughs> <laughs> Will that work? Yeah. Um, but yeah, seriously, to everyone who is first time listener or has been kind of tagging along since the beginning, which was only like last July. Um, like we, we got 500 downloads and I know that's like a super small number compared to a lot of other programs out there, but yeah, that's still really special to us. Just knowing that 500 people, like whether it's the same person, like Joe's that are unique listeners <laughs> as the uh, analytics like to say, but that's so special to us. We're so grateful. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just super cool that people want to listen to us talk about movies. 
Um, Because we really enjoy doing this just, you know, like for ourselves and hopefully, you know, you guys see, well, not see, but you guys can hear us enjoying Mm -hmm. ourselves and having a good time with it. And hopefully that makes us uh, fun to listen to. Yeah, definitely. So make sure you guys spread the good word. Um, Just like before, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram. So feel free to give us a shout. And we have like a couple things in the works for for next year yeah so stay tuned all right you ready i am so we had a lot of characters in this one which was another thing where it was such a short movie but there were so many people in it yeah and it made it a little hard to follow along um overall i would say big blair witch vibes if you like the blair witch project you'll probably want to give this one a try yeah i'd say so There's Emily and Ryan, and they are shooting their show, Haunted America, season two. They're going to go investigate, like, a mysterious farm in Florida. So they fly from LAX to MCO, which I will be visiting in just a few days. Uh, They meet Charlie, Andy, and Sam there, and they are all longtime friends, it seems like. Andy calls Ryan before they leave and says, hey, I'm going to propose to Sam. Can you film a little bit extra when you're here? And I actually really like that touch because sometimes we don't really understand why they're filming. I mean, like with Blair Witch Project and stuff, like it's clear that they're doing like a little documentary kind of thing. But sometimes it's not clear why they're filming so much personal stuff going on as well. Like they're not just getting the shots that are required for whatever documentary or show they're doing. So I liked that touch of like explanation. Yeah. It gives a little more authenticity to it. I I think. Yeah. So they're down in Florida. They all team up and Emily is interviewing this woman named Sharon about the Grady farm. And she's a doctor. But of what, I do not know. (laughs) She's very concerned when Emily says that she and her friends are going to be camping at Grady Farm. And this is kind of like the big interview. So there's interview footage interspersed throughout the entire movie with like random people on the street. But then this is like the kind of professional opinion. Like we get a lot of backstory from Sharon and... uh. You know, she just pops up at random times of the movie to give us little info tidbits. Yeah, and I just wanted to cut in real quick. Weirdly enough, one of my favorite parts of this whole movie is this major interview when we're introduced to the doctor. Did you think she was pretty? Uh, yeah, she was. She was pretty. I, I, I was honestly more uh, hooked on the fact of uh, Emily said that they were going to be camping out there for the weekend. And just the reaction that the doctor gives, it's like a lot of actors, they'll say um, the important stuff is like the reaction shots, not necessarily dialogue or words or anything, um, but just what like expressions their their face or their body rep um, comes up with. So when they told the doctor that they were going to be camping on this farm over the weekend, she did this double take and I could feel it through the TV screen of like, her utter just don't do that please don't do that like (laughs) there's been so many people already missing and killed on this farm and i 
I love that because you don't pick up on that too often with more indie movies like this. And most of the actors in this were were really good. I, f- I felt like a lot of these people that we are following, they would have done natural, normal stuff like what people would do in, in real life, I think. I think we're going to have very different ratings of this <laughs> okay. That being said, uh, we get a little bit more backstory on like the kind of tropes of the group. So Charlie is their resident like goofball fuck up. Mm-hmm. He has a quote unquote girlfriend. Um, she doesn't show up when they're supposed to all meet up together. And um, he is the van owner. So he's like the driver. He pulls out a pee bottle, like an empty Gatorade bottle that's just right. <laughs> filled with piss in his van um, and threatens to like drink it in front of everybody. So he's just like the goofy one. Emily is basically the Heather of the group if we're looking at Blair Witch Project. Right, exactly. Ryan, yeah. Ryan is the cinematographer. And then Andy and Sam, I think, are just kind of like lifetime friends of theirs. And they're just kind of helping out with the shoot. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're in a relationship. So we get some more backstory on the Grady farm from Sharon, who pops up again. The O'Grady's fled Ireland in the 1900s, and they were tortured by the Sluag, which are spirits of the unforgiven dead. Basically, they're like demon fairies, I think Sharon tells us later. They haunt people who have committed some kind of like act of offense or yeah. like well she gives one example of one of the O'Grady's now just Grady uh where he accidentally started a fire in this village in Ireland yeah so the youngest son set a fire and um it accidentally burned down a village and the like surrounding forest essentially Mm-hmm. And one of the unforgivable acts, um, according to Celtic culture, is like burning an oak tree. And um, at the heart of these druid villages, there would be an oak tree in the center. So mm-hmm. in burning down the village, he also burned down the oak tree. And then they were like tortured by the sluags. Um, or I guess it's not plural. So I guess they were tortured by the sluag. You just call them shadow people if that's easier. I guess so. That's, yeah. That's what they come across. I was going to challenge myself today, okay. but So yeah, basically they were like tortured by these creatures and then they fled to America to escape them. They stop off at a rest stop and Andy shows off the engagement ring to Ryan. Andy says not to tell Charlie just in case he like might mess it up or give it away. And Ryan's like, "Of course." Ryan and Andy kind of seem like bros, like they've been friends for for a while. And then they're in the gas station. Charlie like runs into the women's bathroom and with the video camera. And then the gas station attendant like breaks it up and is like, are you shooting some Skinamax special? Did you watch Skinamax? I plead the fifth. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Are the Girls Gone Wild commercials still on cable at like 1am I have no idea we cut our cable like years ago <laughs> which I love but I also feel a little out of the loop sometimes 
like the ball drop. Today's, if, I think Joe mentioned it, but we're recording on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't get to see Mariah Carey like royally fuck up live. I had to watch it all like the next day. A poor girl. First world problems. <laughs> so this gas station attendant is now like the fifth person telling them not to go to the Grady's farm. Of course, they don't listen to him. He was like, <laughs> right. anyone with any common sense won't go there. And Emily does mention like, oh, we're doing a TV show about the property and the history and also like the people who went missing. So now we learn that people went missing at the farm. And it has this like notoriety in town. They now have Charlie's girlfriend in tow, which was very confusing because they were like, she's not coming. They made a big thing out of like, she didn't show up when everybody was supposed to get together mm-hmm. at like, I think Andy's house. Um, And then now all of a sudden she's just in the car after the gas station. Yeah, it was a little jarring. Her name is Ashley. I don't know if I already said that. I think they were just trying to push her being i guess ditzy because in that same scene of them saying that ashley wasn't there when everyone was supposed to be there charlie was also literally saying she's dumb or something like that and you could tell by his reaction on the phone in the kitchen that he's like yes just like we talked about bring a jacket bring blankets you can bring drinks so i think they're just trying to push yeah i mean i've talked about this before i always love like the goofball sidekick characters. But like... You didn't like this one, did you? No. (laughs) I just... I mean, obviously, like, I'm not gonna... They're not lovable when they're a dick, right? Right. I agree. They're only lovable if they're, like, a himbo. Essentially. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then it's like, I don't... I didn't like anybody in the movie. Like, I didn't give two shits about anybody in this movie. Like, if... I had cared about him, then at least I would have been like, oh, I hope he doesn't die Mm -hmm. because he's funny. Right. Or whatever. So you didn't care about anyone? No. Really? No. Oh, man. I was rooting for Andy because I was like, oh, cool. I want him to like- Propose. Propose. And yeah, I guess that's the only person I really cared about. (laughs) (laughs) Not even his girlfriend, just him. Uh, Yeah, she seemed pretty sweet. She seemed kind of annoying. Like I said, I think we're going to have two different uh, yeah, opinions. Yeah, I think so. So so they get to the campsite and we get some weird like um security footage. Like what are those um like outdoor cameras called? Like trap cams? Is that what they're called? I think that's yeah, for like hunting, I think yeah. that's what they're called. So we get some of that interspersed, so there's, like, cameras on the property, mm-hmm. and they're black and white and very fuzzy, so it does nothing to, like, aid to the movie, I feel like. <laughs> they pretty much just set up camp, and then Ashley pours some shots, Emily gives a little thank you speech, and then Ryan prods Andy a little bit to say something, like, aka propose. Right. But he's like, mm, no, I'm like, now nah, it's not the right time someone or something is filming the film crew and there's some weird demonic growling and also the footage has some interference and static Mm -hmm. which honestly i don't know if we've been watching just like too much found footage but i'm so fucking sick of Mm, yeah this like 
staticky interference, like camera glitching out. Like once or twice is fine, but if mm-hmm. it's gonna happen like seventy percent of the movie, like it <laughs> yeah. honestly hurts my head. I'm like, I can't watch this. I agreed it was too much. When it happened the first couple of times, I was like, Oh, okay. There's a recurrence here, it's like Devil's Pass. But then it kept happening over and over and over again. Yeah, it's really distracting and pulls me out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I did the, like that touch of like you're expecting one of the characters to be holding the camera and then slowly it shows all six of them in view and you're like, oh, who's filming right now? I know. I had to count everyone at the campfire and then like one person walked away and I had to remember how many people were in Charlie's truck. <laughs> yeah. So we get another tidbit from Dr. Sharon and she says the sluag are like demon fairies essentially they're stuck between heaven and hell they're in this like limbo universe and they're just kind of like demons roaming around but they're fairies in the sense where like they don't have rules and they're like a little bit playful in their torture which i thought was like an interesting concept charlie strays off from the group and he goes hunting for condoms and he literally says to the camera, I don't want to get this bitch pregnant. What a knight in shining armor that man What a is. man, what a man. <laughs> <laughs> so in hunting for the condoms, he finds Andy's engagement ring. Because he goes through Andy's stuff. Because he's like, oh, they're in a relationship. He'll have condoms on him. So he gets let in on the secret. But he doesn't say anything. And then the next morning, they're kind of rummaging through some junk site at the farm it's literally just like a pavilion shelter with just trash everywhere they find some like book or something or a painting that's really dusty and i don't know if this was supposed to have some significance but they look at it for quite a long time and i have no idea what was on it yeah yeah it was really hard to tell and if they were trying to make it to where there's supposed to be this connection between what's going on at the farm and this like weird fairy tale painting. It didn't come across very clear. No. Emily opens up a ballerina like a uh, music box and there's this flash of spooky footage. It's I wouldn't even say it's spooky. It's just like remotely scary. It's like mm-hmm. this dark green Hugh with like a ring type girl standing there like with her hair in front of her face and that's that's all that we get from that it's literally like two seconds Emily does mention to Ryan that the time lapse footage that they set up the night before blacked out halfway through the night and Ryan's like oh I swear I set it up right and Emily's like you're an idiot no you didn't do you have a theory no I'm split between did it just like act up so much that it just shut down for a bit or later on in the movie we see what these shadow people look like and when you say shadow people I'm assuming everyone is picturing kind of the same thing I thought it'd be kind of cool and pretty creepy the shadow person just kind of stepped in front of the camera oh okay and just just stood there for hours oh in the vicinity of of, you know the gang yeah Oh, that makes it a little bit scarier. I thought it was just like classic, like 
interference. Right. They're walking through this woods and they find a rusted car like stuck in the middle of the trees. And Charlie checks it out. He says that the last year that it was inspected was 79. And then when they're looking at the car, the footage glitches for a second and there's a skeleton in the driver's seat. And it, again, it's only for like two seconds and then it goes right back to normal. Mm-hmm. Then we get Dr. Sharon and she says that a group of teenagers snuck onto the farm in the late 70s and disappeared. And then that's when the farm really gained notoriety when all these teenagers went missing. I feel like it would be so much more effective if we just... Like, got the unedited version of this movie Mm, or, like, this footage. Like, if we had the complete interview with Dr. Sharon at the beginning and then you're left to put the clues together, right? Like, so you're left to recall this information from Sharon and when they find the car later and they're like, oh, this car was inspected in 79, you're thinking, like, oh, that doctor in the beginning was saying, like, that's when that group of teens went missing, Like, I don't want them to find the car, be like, oh, this was last inspected in 79, and then have another person come up on the screen and be like, hey, just so you know, in the late 70s, a group of teens disappeared. Yeah, damned if you do, damned if you don't. I found it really interesting, and I know that you did not, (laughs) which is is okay. And I know that filmmakers have a really big... They have to... There's a fork in the road. They either risk giving too much information and having some people complain that they're being spoon fed information. And then there's other people who were like, what the hell's going on? The director or the writer, whoever isn't giving us anything to build on or put pieces together. It's a really weird, like tightrope. but I, I completely understand what you're saying. My, my big thing was this car was in the middle of the woods, like literally the middle of the woods where trees were grown all around it. And I feel like it would have taken much longer than 40, 50 years to have those trees completely grow around the car. Yeah, I did like it in that aspect where it felt a little bit like as above, so below, where it's just really out of place. Like, they, you know, they, they kept finding things in the catacombs yeah. in that movie that were like not supposed to be there. Um, it felt similar to that. Right. And I do like that feeling, just like that unsettling feeling when something does not belong um mm, yeah i wish that maybe they had found more things like that besides just the car i thought they were gonna find more stuff in that weird shed that like pavilion thing filled with shit like yeah it just seemed like this whole place was like a trash dump mm-hmm. and it was funny because actually they interview somebody later who's just like a random chick on the street like smoking a cigarette and she's like i think these murderers are like taking people out there and killing them because it's just a big plot of land and I was like, honestly, sounds very plausible. Because <laughs> this place is a literal dump. Like, to dump bodies in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My next note is just really weird, annoying, glitchy footage. I don't know what I was referencing, but I think you get the point. Yeah. They find the tree, which is an oak tree in the middle of the farm. And there's a ton of interference with the film, again... There's a split second where we see maybe Andy dead in the dark. Like it switches to night vision-esque film and there's a body laying on the ground. Kind of looks like Andy. Ryan actually does notice that there's something going wrong with his camera. 
which I appreciated because a lot of the times, like, it's like they just go on like nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. And he goes to open his B camera bag to get a different camera and switch it out. And there's a dead rabbit in the case. And then they all blame Charlie for it. And I don't know. I I guess they know their friend better than I do. I am just a simple observer. But it seems like this is not like a prank that he would pull. And it seemed very like accusatory to just immediately be like, Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) The hands on the hip and the head tilt. Yeah. Charlie. Why'd you kill that rabbit, Charlie? I think it is important to note that Charlie does climb on this oak tree. And, I mean, we heard about the oak tree in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I also liked, and this is more relevant, I guess, towards the end, but whatever, we'll just talk about it now. Dr. Sherman was kind of talking about how the Grady's, formerly the O'Grady's, fled Ireland to come to America to get away from this sluag that were torturing them. And then she was like, well, they kind of forgot that it they don't really operate like people do, right? Because they're supernatural beings. Right. I thought it was kind of um, interesting to think that the oak tree kind of acted as like a portal almost. Hmm. Like they left a place with a bunch of oak trees that they accidentally destroyed and then they moved to a place with another oak tree and, and then that's how hmm. they found them. I like that. Emily is, like, micromanaging everybody in the shoot. Again, very Heather-like. She's even got the mom jeans going on. <laughs> Charlie and Ashley go back to the tree to fuck. And it's honestly <laughs> so gross. We just, like, see Charlie's ass and her dirty-ass feet up in the air. Like, she's got one sock on, one sock off. And, like, we don't see their faces. It's just, like, a lower body shot. But I'm just staring at her, like, crusty feet. I don't know why this was so gross to me. It reminds me, honestly, of Pirates of the Caribbean in Disney World, where, like, you're going under the archway, the gr- and there's oh, yeah. that pirate with the dirty foot. It just was so over. gross. Yeah. So while they're having sex, there's this um, fuzzy black figure in the corner, like, slowly coming into focus, not ever in focus. It's just like a blob. All the creatures throughout the whole movie are just blobs, by the way. We don't ever get like a full-blown creature shot or anything. It's just all interference and blobbiness. Andy takes Sam out into the woods to propose, but he can't find the ring in his pocket, and a demon fairy is secretly recording them. Wait, that was a demon fairy? Yeah, because there was a shit ton of interference, and Ryan was with Emily. I know he was with her at first. I thought he just, because Andy said, oh, I'm going to take Sam to walk out in the woods. And then Ryan goes, okay, I'll let you go ahead and I'll catch up. Yeah, there was like a demonic noise. Oh, and man. then they, okay. then Sam was like, is someone shushing us from the camp? When after right. the demon growled or whatever. And then there was like so much interference that there was no way that it was Ryan. It mm. was like, okay. seemed very clear that they were trying to allude to the fact that It was like the missing camera that was recording them. Yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense. I wonder if the fairy was just like, they were like so excited for them to get engaged. (laughs) The demon was like, oh shit, he's really going to do it. I was like all excited. And then Andy was like, 
checking his pockets and was like, oh shit, I can't find the ring. <laughs> Demon was like, oh, I should have told my friend not to take that ring. I like picturing that. The, uh, the shadow person's like, come on, Andy, my boy, you got this. <laughs> also, if you're going to propose to somebody, isn't that the first thing you check for? The fucking ring to make sure it's in your pocket? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always kind of... I mean, I wouldn't know, so <laughs> enlighten me. Uh, no, I just, I was getting secondhand, like, um, embarrassment. Just what? It was so hard to, because, like, he started off super strong. It was very cringy. And he, you could tell he's, like, looking through his pockets to find it, and you're like, oh, shit. Did he, like, lose it? Did it get stolen? And then Sam's like, are you okay? And he's like, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, this is a nice field. I thought it was pretty. Let's go back to camp. I'm starving. It was, we it was weird. It felt very rushed. Yeah. He was like, oh, I just really love being with you. And I love that you're my girlfriend. And then he's like checking his pockets and realizes he doesn't have it. And then he's like, no, you're just getting there. Probably making dinner. Let's go. <laughs> Everyone is arguing a bit back at the campsite after dinner. And then they all go in their respective tents. And this demon fairy, that's what I'm just going to call them from now on, is snooping literally on everyone's business. It like, it goes, the camera goes up to every tent and like gets snippets of their conversations. So like Ashley's like, I want to go back to that tree. And then Sam is like, everyone's not focused on nature and is too focused on these cameras. And it's like, Sam, the whole reason that you're there is to shoot season two of Haunting America mm -hmm. or Haunted America, whatever. And then finally, we get to Emily and Ryan's tent and Emily's like, we've had tough shoots before. We're good. We'll have a better day tomorrow. My next note is I'm literally so fucking bored. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Although this is where things kind of pick up. So they wake up, Andy finds the ring, and he's going to propose again. And then Charlie is outside screaming about Ashley. Ryan says Ashley went to pee in the middle of the night, and we actually did see that. I just didn't know who it was when we were originally watching it. Um, and she looks kind of like in a trance. She's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to go pee. I mean, tree. Find this tree. And so they go searching for her in the woods and Ashley's hanging from the oak tree. And actually this um, shot, you asked me what made me choose this movie or like what put it on my list. Mm -hmm. The I think the poster or at least like the title image on IMDb was Ashley hanging from this tree. Oh, really? And it looked very sinister to me. Uh, okay. Like, not as an adjective, like, sinister in the movie. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up right now. Honestly, my favorite part, it was very unsettling. I th it feels weird to say that this was my favorite part. This was the scariest part to me, therefore my favorite part. The only thing that pissed me off was that the camera keeps blacking out with no audio and no visual. Yeah. So, like, they're getting her down from the tree, and while they're getting her down, the camera keeps cutting out. And I was like, I just want like one long shot. Like, please, for the love of God, yeah, just leave the camera on. That was starting to tick me off as, as well. 
And then it's Tubi, it's free, so there's like ads. Yeah, so sometimes you don't know whether or not you're getting like a black screen just because it's <laughs> right. like going to an ad break. But I don't know. Yeah, this, this was definitely not an ad break section, let me be clear. I'm looking at the movie poster now and it's a little deceiving. It looks like there's an alien in the woods. Oh, there's that movie poster. Oh, and then there's, one? um, if you like scroll down, there's the image or there should be the image of her hanging from the tree. Not that I can see, but I'll find it. So they get her down from the tree and then they run to leave. They go back to the camp. It's now night. So Joe called this out when we were watching it and I kind of explained it away. But I do think that you legitimately had an appointment there where they wake up in the morning right andy's gonna propose and then they can't find ashley so they go look for her then it's like dusk by the time that they find ashley and it seems like way too long to be searching that property for her and then by the time that they make it back to the campsite it's pitch black so i think there's some weird time warp going on here I feel like they would have noticed it or somebody right? would have like noticed that. Right, like they could have called it out. Because like, then what's oh, the point of- Oh, it's nighttime now? No other time loop or whatever happens in the movie. I feel like if the characters aren't going to recognize that, then why even have it in the film at all, you know? Yeah, it was very strange. Unless they legitimately took that long to search for her, which like, that is not a very good search party then. So when they get back to the camp, their campfire is snuffed out, which, was it burning in the morning? No, I don't think so. Because immediately, it wasn't like they got up and had breakfast and said hello. They woke up to Carly screaming for Ashley. Right. And it looked like the campfire had just been like extinguished, like the embers were still burning. And then they, this was my second favorite part of the movie, or maybe my first, I don't know. I haven't decided. They turn and all of their tents are hanging from the trees. It was such mm-hmm. a cool visual. Yeah, I like that a lot. And then they run to where their car is parked and the car is on fire in the middle of the field. They were going to run away in the direction that they drove in, but then they see something coming towards them. This is like a recurring theme The group is about to go in one direction, then they hear some demonic growling, and then they see something, and then they run in the opposite direction. And it felt so like (laughs) Scooby-Doo, just like constantly getting chased by this monster. Right. Dr. Sharon comes on and says, theoretically, you could stop the Suluag with a locked door like you would a vampire. And then conveniently, they run into a random trailer on the property that they didn't see before when they were exploring. And there's a door that's locked, but they want to try to find a phone. So they make Charlie break in. And there's shit literally everywhere. Like it's like a hoarder's paradise cabin. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. There's also a clown doll hanging from the ceiling. And then... Ryan finds the B camera sitting on a recliner chair. There's also a possum hanging from the ceiling, dripping blood onto the floor, onto newspapers. Some other kind of roadkill on the counter that's bleeding. Suddenly, a man comes out of the back room with a shotgun and tells them all to shut up or 
quote, they will hear them. And then he says that they, as in like the film crew, have no idea what they're dealing with and that they really fucked up and now, quote, they're coming for them. And then he's like, we're all just going to sit here until morning. Everybody's going to shut up real good. And then all of a sudden they hear some demonic growling again. And there's some camera interference and then all hell breaks loose. The whole group starts running. The camera is on Emily, but then it turns around. And I'm so confused by this. It looks like Ashley's body just drops out of nowhere on top of Andy. That's what I got from it. Like she's not moving. Ashley's body, that is. It just drops from the sky on Andy. And he gets like injured by it. And then they have to go help Andy up. Mm -hmm. Charlie and Sam run off together. And then Ryan, Emily, and Andy are together. Charlie accidentally name drops Andy as Sam's fiance. So then Sam freaks out at him for pulling her away from Andy. And then she goes to chase off after her sort of fiance. Meanwhile, Ryan and Andy are literally wrestling on the ground because Andy wants to leave and find Sam. Someone, maybe Charlie, was filming and runs into Ash again, Ashley. Like, she just shows up, like, ten times from now until the end of the movie, just, like, randomly with, like, dead eyes, and she's just, like, a body that they're, like, playing with, it looks like. That could be the playfulness that the doctor was talking about. Yeah, it's like she's, like, a doll now that she's dead, and they just, like, keep placing her random places. But mm-hmm. it was so funny because, like, later on, Charlie's just, like, running around, and he's in this, like, what looks like a garden, and she shows up, like, sitting at this table. <laughs> like a tea party? Yeah. And then he, like, goes to turn and, like, stumbles and falls over, and then he, like, lifts up the camera, and then she's just laying on the ground, like, staring at him. It was, like, almost comical in a yeah. way. It's just really strange. I think the shadow people were just playing around with, or yeah. just fucking around with the, with the gang. But to drop her out of the thin, like out of thin air, and just like throw her onto Andy, that was hilarious to me, honestly. <laughs> and so we get some weird security camera footage again of what I'm assuming is Sam being torn to pieces by black blobs. Like I said, the security cam footage, it doesn't, it's not clear. It's in black and white. It's from very far away. And there's also interference on it. So, like, it's just a double whammy. We have no idea yeah. what's happening to Sam. Like, she's screaming. And then just, like, these black blobs, essentially, are just going over to her body. And she's screaming. So, just putting two and two together here. If I'm shitting on this too much, like, please interject and tell me where you liked this movie. Oh, I'll save that for the end. Okay. You have legitimate, like you're valid in, in what you're saying, at least from my end. So They group back up and the camp is magically all fine and back onto the ground. Andy attacks Charlie for letting Sam go. And then he runs off to find her. Charlie says he's going to find his own way. And then Emily and Ryan find themselves back at the trailer There are flies buzzing around, and we see the shotgun guy's feet sticking out, and Ryan grabs the shotgun from his cold, dead hands and instructs Emily to close the trailer door. We cut back to Andy, and we find 
Sam's mutilated body, and we get the first ounce of acting that I've seen the entire movie. <laughs> Would you like to say that I'm wrong? Um, no. Like I said, the interview at the beginning with the doctor, her reactions and how she interviewed, I thought was really well done. But I would agree that uh, what we see from Andy here, his reaction to finding Sam, it's, I don't know if there's a specific term or a word for it, but um, like with actors, sometimes they have this like bone chilling scream or like a cry and you can, you can feel it. Like they are hurting, like they are wounded and this is a really good example from Andy because he doesn't really do or say too much throughout the, the film up until now. And there's a couple people who say, like, I forget who it was, but somebody said, oh, what was up with Ryan? He, he has never acted like this before. This is the first time ever. Then we see Ashley. She's in this trance with the oak tree. Maybe she's just in love with the tree. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then Andy he comes across as this giant teddy bear, but now around this part of the film, he goes ape shit. And later on, he beats the shit out of Charlie. Yeah, I did really like this reaction from Andy. Emily and Ryan are holed up in the trailer, which, um, by the way, the shotgun guy in the trailer, he said that they fucked up big time. How do you think they fucked up? I don't know if he knew or... If he could just take a good guess. Because they were after them, uh, basically. Th- that or he's like, shit, all right, you're on my property. Or, yeah, or like if, if he knows the shadow people are after them, maybe he knew that they like disrespected the oak tree, I guess. I, part of me viewed it as like... um. Uh, Midsummer or Midsummer, however you want to pronounce it, where um, I think uh, William Pol- Poulter, Poultier, where he like took a leak on their tree, their sacred tree. Oh, yeah. And that's when like the tides really shifted in that movie. I thought they were going for sort of a same thing. Right. I just don't know why. Like, Charlie was the one who climbed on the tree. And then Charlie was the one who fucked on the tree. So it seems like... Yeah, but remember the doctor said... Um, that it was like the whole family that was affected. How, how do you stay inside forever if it's the whole family that's infected, you know? Yeah, but I don't see like why they would target everybody else if like there was only like one bad apple, basically. Unless these like beings are viewing this whole group as a family. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Because every time we see the shadow people, it's a group of them. It's a family themselves, yeah. you know? I did think it was interesting that in the gas station, Heather, oh shit, <laughs> um, Emily said to the gas station attendant, like, he's one of ours in reference mm. to Charlie. Okay. So I was like, mm, maybe that's like why, Good not catch. that these things are like all knowing, but I don't know. I thought it was like an interesting. Yeah. Well, you got to also think about the kids in the 70s that were there. Because there was a group of them, That's and they true. all went missing. Yeah, they weren't all related either. Also, this guy who lives in the trailer, why the fuck wouldn't he move? Why would he live there? Um. So that was one of my questions for the end of the episode, was there was the whole oak 
O'Grady family. It was the youngest person who started this fire. And the guy that we see, he could have easily been the youngest one. Because the Grady's obviously lived there in the 70s. So he could have been a kid. I'm shaking my head. I know. Why are you shaking your head? Because the Grady's moved over in the 1900s. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. But I mean, it, clearly he's the last one or he's the only person left. Yeah, maybe and, like the caretaker of the farm, I guess. I I just thought he might have been. Uh, I didn't get the sense that he was a Grady. Really? I don't know. It seems like he knew the lore of the shadow people. I mean, it seemed like maybe that was just because he lived there and dealt with them like all the time. I don't know. Well, I wish he, that there was a more concrete, like, yeah, clue. Yeah, I agree. Of this guy is definitely related to well, them. He, you know? he told the gang, he was like, they're going to follow you now wherever you go. So I think he has that, he has that inside knowledge. And also, he just, he can't go anywhere. Like, it doesn't matter where he goes. Right. The other thing that was like, like the camera was there. The camera that the demon fairy definitely took Mm -hmm. because we saw it filming them and it was in this trailer. Well, who's to say it wasn't him filming? I don't know. I feel like it was heavily implied that it was like one of the creatures filming. Right. Because of all the interference. I mean, maybe. Maybe that lady was right and it's just him murdering all these people, although we see him dead. So I don't know. So they pull the shotgun from his hold dead hands and mm-hmm. um, they're just kind of holed up in this trailer. They hear growling and some noises at the trailer entrance. Then we get security cam footage of Andy carrying Sam's body up to the trailer. And then we get the inside shot again of Emily in the back room and Ryan in like the front room of the trailer and he fires off a shot and he kills Andy. Very strangers. Joe called that out in the movie, too. <laughs> yeah. But I will say that the reaction to shooting your friend was nowhere near the uh, level of strangers. Because Ryan literally did nothing. I, think, I mean, he was, like, in shock. Yeah. But Emily tells Ryan that they need to leave, which I feel like is the dumbest move in history. And then they leave the shotgun there. I mean, he only found one shell, but I feel like he could have found more if they really looked. I just feel like it was so dumb to leave the gun. And then we get a close-up shot of Andy and Sam. And honestly, Sam doesn't even look that injured. <laughs> and Andy looks like he probably could have survived that shotgun wound, if I'm being honest. Maybe. It was like the top of his shoulder. You know what's right next to your shoulder? <laughs> your fucking artery? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a whole, it looked like something took a bite out of him. <laughs> All right, I stand corrected. <laughs> I do agree that they should have taken the gun. And it yeah, looked like he picked up what? more than one shell. We're getting fed information after the fact, but they've already had this interview with what's her name. So they mm-hmm. know that if they are. And behind closed doors, if they lock the fucking door, then they're probably golden. And when they left running, like all of them, the first time, if you listen or like 
we always have the subtitles on, which by the way, put the subtitles on for this movie. There's a, a bunch of times where two different actors are kind of talking over each other. And there's plenty of times where you'll see words come up for these subtitles. And I, I don't have the best hearing, but I didn't hear anything for, for some of these. Um, but the guy, I'm just going to call him the last Grady just to make it easier. When the shadow person arrived and everyone bolted, you could hear him say, run, lock the door, run. I don't know how that would help if it's already inside, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was just throwing out a last ditch effort. So it's raining now. They're walking around this farm. Charlie meets back up with them. They wander around for a while in the rain and they find Charlie's car. The keys are conveniently inside and they go to drive off, but suddenly the car stops. They pop the hood and Charlie goes to investigate. Then suddenly Andy and Sam's bodies are back in the back seat. Dead, obviously. Um, Charlie gets eaten from under the hood and then Ryan gets pulled through the windshield. I think he tells Emily that he loves her. Mm-hmm. Real quick, and I don't know if it was like a platonic love or like a. No, I thought they were either dating or married because the oh, really? very beginning of the film, they're in an apartment and she hands him like clothes and she's like, here, I'll let you do this. I don't want to fold your clothes or whatever. Oh. Well, they did not seem very in love to me. So then uh, it fades to black. Dr. Sharon comes back on and says that she wouldn't go out to the Grady farm and that they should <laughs> definitely be careful. And then there's more after this. Like, oh my God, just end the movie already. An EMT sets up the camera and then points to some firemen silently and then they all walk off and you can see the car in the background. Yeah, I don't know why we couldn't hear what they were saying because you can hear animals. <laughs> And, like, woodland creatures. Yeah, I have no clue. Alright, so I'll go through a couple of my little last-minute notes here. Um, as much as I love found footage, the biggest pain in the ass with it is you don't really get too many stationary shots. So when you're really trying to pay attention and look at something, at least with me, sometimes I get a little disoriented or distracted. And sometimes I want to see something and the camera just moves away quicker than what I would prefer. But that's that's just my own specific hang up. Uh, and I wanted to know, would would you have gone back to the trailer? So the guy pointed the gun at Charlie's head. Shadow person comes up and you and the gang bail. Now, are you Team Emily and head back to the trailer, or are you Team Charlie just to try and find a different way out? I think I'm probably Team Charlie. Oh, really? What about you? Would you go back? Oh, uh, God. Um, if I... Yeah, if I was with a group of people, I think I would head back. Cause they, I mean, on one hand, he's probably dead. Yeah, most likely, <laughs> most likely, but they are, they had already mentioned that they were walking in circles and it's the, it's pitch black. There's no like street lights or anything out there. 
So that would definitely not help with finding wherever you needed to go. So if I was with a group of people, then yeah, I would go back to the trailer and just hold up until sunrise the best <laughs> best you can. What was the scariest part of the movie for you? I didn't have one. I don't I don't think I did. All right, please. I would love to hear your opinion then. I don't know if yeah. you want to just give your rating, but I want to know like what you liked Why about the I movie. Liked about it? Yeah. So <laughs> a, it's found footage, so that already gets like a point or two in my book, no matter what. Also, every, for the most part, every like found footage movie that we watch has to deal with usually like possessions or like this one felt different. Shadow people from like Irish folklore. I've never, that's such a unique premise to me. And I, I so wish they gave us more, more history on the shadow people and whatnot. I don't want to be like drowned in information, obviously, but I love that it, that is so different. I've never seen anything like it. And another like maybe quarter of a point is, is this takes place in like the woods of Florida and and what you see is that's that's pretty much the woods of, of Florida. Fucking creepy and there's like never any lights out in the woods and you got palm fronds on it everywhere. Um I did like I did like Andy's character and I love that this was for a show that they were working on. And as soon as they said this is for season two, I wanna watch season one. I wanna see what their like format is like. And I was very curious when I think it was Emily who was like, we filmed way, way worse than this. I want to know what that way, way worse is. Um, that's not really a testament to this one, but. So I, th I think those would be my, my biggest points. And oh, I was going to ask you, did you think. The did they write this script with the shadow people in mind, or do you think that the shadow people were added later? Now it seems like they kind of latched on to this mm. concept or this like creature, which I agree with you. Like, I think that was super unique to find like a folklore mythology demon mm -hmm. um, and just kind of run with it. Right. Um, it's super cheap because you don't have to do anything. There's just the minimal CG of just, yeah, there's a, like a no silhouette of a shadow person. Yeah. Or a person. Do you have your rating? Well, I was just going to ask you. Well, I see you're on the Excel spreadsheet, so <laughs> get the fuck off. <laughs> I uh I'm going to give this one a 5.5 out of 10. Okay. I would absolutely annihilate this one had it not been for the previous points I gave on why I enjoyed the parts of the film that I did. So I feel like five and a half is very, very gracious. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. I was just looking through my other ratings and I don't, mm -hmm. I never gave a two. I'm really going back and forth between a three and a two. Uh, 
was this worse than the hills have eyes for you i know that's what i'm hung up on i honestly have to stop comparing i'm just gonna go 2.5 split it down the middle okay i just really didn't enjoy it at all that's fine i was glad that it was so short though because it was over (laughs) (laughs) i i don't know like i said like i didn't i didn't care about anybody Mm-hmm. I I agree. I think the premise was re- really unique, but it could have just been executed like a whole lot better. Yeah, I completely agree. There were like three key moments, though, that I really did love. And one was Heather hanging from the tree. <laughs> You're sick. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, um, number two was the tent up in the trees. Yeah. That was very cool. Um, and number three was them like looking through the trailer and then all of a sudden that guy came out from the back room with the shotgun because oh, I was yeah. not expecting like another human to like walk into this scene. I I really loved when they went out to the field and they saw Charlie's car on fire. Yeah. And they slowly or they one by one they all turned around and then you saw this for the first time you saw this like shadow creature start it was either walking or running towards them. That was that was kind of unsettling because it just came out of the dark. And like they turned the camera around, and you're like, "What the hell am I looking at?" Yeah, kind of reminded me of uh, what are those things in Harry Potter? Death Eaters, Dementors. Yeah, yeah, Dementors. Yeah, I guess that's pretty accurate. <laughs> I wish that it was like some kind of in focus at least. Like right, yeah. They just it was the least like menacing thing that I've ever seen. It was just literally like a black blob. I would have rather not seen anything than see that. Like, let my imagination run wild than so, see... So Blair Witch. Yeah. 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 You hated this movie so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that about wraps it up for today. It is eight minutes till midnight. Happy New Year for all you listeners out there. You're already in the new year, so uh, sorry. Again, sad <laughs> sad confetti noises. Do it again. <laughs> uh, you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Fright Part. We're at Fright Partners on Twitter and at Partners and Fright Podcast on Instagram. And uh, send us a comment or shoot us a DM um, if you have a movie that you would like us to review. We would love to add it to our list. Um, next week, we're going to be reviewing Joe's pick. Mm-hmm. Do you I, have a movie in mind? Yeah, I do. Already. Oh, okay. oh, and also I wanted to say uh, we have uh, a new listener or listeners. So we'll just say hi to Adam and Nisha. Hi. <laughs> Uh, yeah, next week is my pick. And yeah, like Devin said, feel free to reach out whenever. We're usually pretty open. And we will see you guys next week. Yeah. Adios. Bye.